Happy Halloween, everybody! Thanks for downloading this mini-movie review. This movie review is about 2019's Three from Hell. This is the third in a trilogy by Rob Zombie, composed of House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and now Three from Hell. It's been quite a while since we've heard it, uh, any movies in this genre about the Firefly family. I didn't realize how long the gap had been, actually. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses came out in 2003, and The Devil's Rejects was 2005, and it has been 14 years since then, and now we have Three from Hell. Do we need it? I don't know. We'll find out. I think the other two together make a good duo themselves, and I could have sworn we wrapped it up at the end of Devil's Rejects. When I come back from watching the movie, I will talk about the other two movies and how it ties into this one, if it does. So, Three from Hell, again, is directed by Rob Zombie, 2019. Written by Rob Zombie, it stars Sherry Moon Zombie, Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, and Richard Brake. It was produced by Lionsgate, Sabin Films, or Sabin Films, and Spook Show International Films, distributed by Lionsgate. It was released September 16th, 2019 in select theaters, and it had like a special edition thing and like a background interview thing in the theater. I didn't go see that. I know some people who did. So it runs 115 minutes. That's a bit long. Well, we'll see. I, I mean, I think the other ones are quite a bit longer too, so we'll see. Um, the budget was $3 million, and the box office it made $2.2 But it was only given a special three-night theater thing, so it wasn't like a whole, like I said, it was for select theaters. It was only for a couple of nights from September 16th to September 18th, 2019. So it was released to Blu-ray and DVD October 15th, 2019. So again, like I said, the cast, Bill Mosley is coming back as Otis B. Driftwood. He is revolting. He, does, he plays it very well. I really hated his face in Devil's Rejects. He does it very well, so I'm a little... That's the one thing I'm worried about, is what he's going to be bringing to the table for this one, because he plays this character so nasty that it's just, like, it's hard. Cherry Moon Zombie is back as, as Baby Firefly. Her apparently real name is Vera Ellen, which I, I'm not sure if I knew that, but I always just called her Baby. She's fun. She's fine. I liked her better in House of a Thousand Corpses. and Devil's Rejects, I found her a bit annoying, but... um. I mean, I guess that's the point. They're supposed to be horrible people, but like an annoying, like, close your mouth kind of way. Not just like, oh no. <laughs> um, Sid Haig is back as Captain Spaulding. From what I've heard, he's not in it as much. Uh, recently, Sid Haig has passed away uh, at the age of 80 from an illness. I believe, I believe an illness. So that rocked the horror community pretty hard, I think. Um, so this was his last movie that he did. Um, I think at the time he wasn't feeling very well or doing very well, so his part was greatly reduced. I will see what he'll, they'll do with him. I mean, at 80 years old, he's had quite the career, and I'm sure he still brought it, even if it, you know, wasn't like a whole big part. There's also now Richard Brake as Winslow Foxworth or Foxy Coltrane. Danny Trejo is in this. Dee Wallace is also in it, so I'm pretty excited about that. As well as Clint Howard. I haven't seen him in a while and something. You know him from, like, I believe Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, The Ice Cream Man. He has a unique face. <laughs> So let's see a little bit about production here. So production began, all this information I'm getting off of is from Wikipedia, but again, 2019, Three from Hell, as if you forgot. But here's some of the information on the production. It began March 13th, 2018, was wrapped up by April 10th. I think that's pretty good. If we could shoot a 115 minute movie edited in like a month, that's the kind of movie role like I'd wanna be. Um, they also used the Civil Brand Institute in Los Angeles, which is a decommissioned women's prison served for a filming location. But then post-production was postponed for five months to allow Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson's tour to complete. 
So they didn't really start editing until September 11th, 2018, which sounds sounds interesting to be like, oh yeah, I forgot all about like what was going on. And then you go look at it and you're like, oh yeah, and then you can't go back. And you're just like, well, that's what we got. Um, then they sound mixed and everything and completed it by April of 2019. And like I said, um, uh, Sid Haig was going to have a larger role in this, but because of his health issues, they had to change the script and they rewrote it to introduce Richard Brake's character. So I'm assuming anything that Sid Haig was going to do in this role as Captain Spaulding got adjusted and maybe new guy Richard Brake do it. I mean, because besides the health issues, Sid Haig's also 80. It's been 14 years since the last movie. He was around mid to late 60s in that movie. So again, Sid Haig has passed away uh, as of September 21st, 2019, shortly after the movie was released. I'm sure he got to see it. I would hope so. So they rewrote the script, so now Richard Brake is the new guy, Foxy, or whoever, coming in to do this. So we'll see what that character's like. I'm sure he'll be just as gritty and disturbing. So I'm going to go check out 2019's Three from Hell. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm flustered. I'm going to go watch it, and I'll be back to let you know what I think. Okay, and I'm back. Let's get into it. I'm just going to brush on a couple quick things that I want to mention and then I'll get into a brief summary. And yeah, we'll just go from there. I didn't realize how little of a budget these movies had in this trilogy, actually. I was going through and looking up a few things. And as far as movies go, I mean, it's a big budget for me because I don't have a whole lot of money. <laughs> but uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects was only a $7 million budget for each movie. Now, Three from Hell was only a $3 million budget. And I feel like you can kind of tell in this movie. Um, it came off to me a bit cheesy. The writing was not that great. It really didn't need to be made. It didn't add anything really to the story. I mean, it was fun for what it was because it was just them being crazy. But they really weren't all that crazy like I thought it was going to be. I thought they were going to really ramp up some of the like the sex and the violence and the and everything like that. And some of it, yeah, some of the kills, so there were a couple parts where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, some were pretty bad. But it was, I mean, you could have just cut it off at Devil's Rejects and it still would have been fine. Which is what I kind of figured. But I was expecting to at least have something memorable. And it, it just seemed like they were trying too hard. Like Rob Zombie or someone was trying too hard and it wasn't working. It came off as slightly pretentious, but trying to be artistic, but just really just slowing down a lot of the scenes, making this 115 minute runtime unnecessary. You could have cut some of those slow scenes and just wrapped it up, you know? Surprisingly for me though, I was actually quite surprised. The person I enjoyed the most in this was Baby. I thought Sherry Moon Zombie had did a really fun job, good job with it. I mean, it was a little predictable on some of the stuff, but she was acting like she was batshit crazy, and it was fantastic. I had a lot of fun with her character. I, I was like, oh, I actually, I mean, I like her in the other movies too, but she can come off a bit annoying, which I guess is the point. They still threw in her laugh and stuff in this movie. But I did enjoy her just being completely off the wall. This movie, I'll tell you. First of all, when I said in the, before the break or whatever, that Sid Haig's part got cut, I, they weren't kidding. He was out within the first five minutes of the movie. I was actually kind of surprised. I was like, oh, okay. I guess he's gone now. So basically what it is, for some reason, it cuts off right from the end of Devil's Rejects. And the end of Devil's Rejects, there's a long scene with the song Freebird by Leonard Skinner, where they're all shot up 20 times a piece. Like they just get riddled with bullets. 
it was weird because it started out showing Otis driving away with Spalding and Baby in the car, but then they got caught and they all get rushed to the hospital. And for some reason, they decide to save them, I guess, so they could face justice, but it still doesn't... I mean, it took them, according to the movie, and this is in the late 70s, they catch them all, bring all three of them into the hospital and keep them for a year to recover, like up to a year before they try them. And people are like... Uh, infatuated with them and all this stuff and they're eating it up because they're on TV. I mean, not Otis. He's just like, fuck all y'all, but even Spalding. But Baby's having a good time. She's There's this one scene where she's, they slow it down and they have her with the three guards before she goes to try to get on parole and she's just like slowly walking down like, yeah, you remember how cute I am and how pretty I am? I'm Sherry Moon Zombie. It was fun. I liked her and it was funny. But that's the thing. I laughed a lot in the movie. It wasn't even like it was a, oh, they're crazy. It was just more like, eh, that's silly. Anyway, so they all get tried and put in prison or whatever. So now it's like the late 80s. There's this dumb, I don't know what he's supposed to be. I guess the owner of the prison. He's got this weird curly cue mustache that's really annoying. This is going to be a lot of just stream of consciousness. I I'm sorry. Anyway, within like the first five, ten minutes of the movie, Captain Spaulding, they put him to death by like the gas or lethal injection, something like that. So they take him out. So he's gone out of the movie. So then they bring in the new character played by Richard Brake, uh, Foxy. And he did fine. I thought he blended well with the, the group. It was supposed to be their half-brother. Otis gets out in a really dumb way. Like, they take these prisoners. They have all these prisoners, including Danny Trejo, at this male prison. Richard Brake, I guess his half-brother, Foxy, is waiting. But they take him out in this truck in the middle of nowhere, and they're, like, taping it for some reason. And they're all like, this tape was never or was found and everyone was dead and everything. And you're like, okay, well, some crap's going to go down. And they take these prisoners who are like horrible, horrible people, insane people to dig a ditch. I think you can find other prisoners who can do that. I don't know if that was just the way back then or if that even happened. But I was like, come on. They're tried for like 38 deaths and dismemberments and arts and craft projects that they did on these people. And you're letting them come out and just dig a ditch. Next thing you know, Foxy showed up, they're killing everyone, they take out Danny Trejo and, and everything like that. Everyone's dead. Otis is free, he's out with his half-brother Foxy, and they're running around being crazy or whatever. Baby is trying to get parole, and there's this really fun scene, like I said, where she walks out with the guards. One of the guards, I realized that was Dee Wallace. She is completely different looking in this movie. It almost doesn't look like her. She looks kind of old, and it's a dark role for her, kind of. Which she's she's good at playing that kind of stuff, but it was just so weird because she's such a gem and such a sweetheart, it seems like, in real life. But in this movie, she's kind of like this hard-as-nails guard that hates Baby, and they're all three taking her into the room to par for parole. And this part was probably one of my favorites, where they're just asking her if she should go on parole, and she just starts spouting off this crazy nonsense. And they're just like, yeah, we're gonna wait five more years. And she's like... That's cool, man. Whatever. That's cool. And then she gets upset and she breaks D. Wallace's nose. Her guard name is Greta. She breaks Greta's nose. And the first lines that come out of D. Wallace's mouth in the whole movie, this, already, this has been like 20, 30 minutes or something, is fucking bitch. That's fun. And so next thing you know, Greta's got a broken nose like with the tape stuff and whatever on her nose for the rest of the thing. So Otis and Foxy are like, we need to figure out some stuff. Let's go make a house call. We're going to get baby out. So they go to that prison guard guy or whatever. And they get like him and this other dude and like their wives. They bring some clown over, some poor like child party clown. And he, they're like telling him that he needs to make them laugh or they're going to kill him. And I mean, they kill him anyway. It really doesn't matter. There's just a whole bunch of stuff there. You know, it ends up like this whole blood fest and stuff. 
they talk to the guy, the prison guard guy, and they're like, you gotta get baby out of here. And he's like, first of all, she's crazy. She's gonna try to kill me if I try to get her out. So like they wrote her a note or something from Otis. Had Greta bring her in the office. They were like, hey, read this. She's like, okay, cool, I won't kill you. And then Greta comes in to the office, like what's going on in here? And then she gets choked out and dies. And it's just like this whole thing. I'm like, how is he even getting away with this? And right before that, the, the prison guard guy takes this huge bump of cocaine. What is going on in this movie? I'm like, I guess he figures he's gonna die anyway, which is true. Everyone dies. <laughs> Him, the other guy, their two wives. The one's naked and she takes off running outside, which I don't know why baby let her get out because then this neighbor saw. I don't know if they killed the neighbor. I'm assuming they did. They didn't really show it. And there was a couple good kills there, like the stabbing of the naked chick or whatever out in the yard was kind of gross and crazy. And then, then they, the other chick got her throat slit, which is, always makes me cringe. But really, it seemed like it was a bit subdued for me. So they did, like I said, they got baby out. They decided to go hide out this hotel after they killed this family because the cops are coming or whatever. Killed this couple, these couples. Meanwhile, the, everyone is like, oh crap, baby and Otis are out. Everyone's out. Everyone's after them. So they go to this hotel and they're like smoking some weed or whatever. The problem is after they've been in prison for this long, now they're like really crazy. I mean, Otis is really not any different, but Baby has really lost it and she's just a loose cannon and I'm not sure why they even broke her out because she just gets them in a lot of trouble. So her and Foxy and Otis are hanging out and she's like, I'm gonna go do whatever. I guess she wanted to get laid. I don't know. So she goes out and she meets Sean Whalen. A lot of people in Death House were in this. So you got Sid Haig, Sean Whalen, Dee Wallace. She talks to him and stuff and then he realizes it's her from the TV. She kills him. There's just a lot of different deaths. There's like a, another dismemberment of like the skinning of the face. That was kind of gross. They meet this couple, the, the woman that they do skin her face or whatever. And they start teasing them. Like Foxy is teasing them by talking about tits or whatever. And somehow that gets them all flustered. And then Otis is able to shoot the other guy in the face. And I'm like, what? I'm like, come on. Why is these people even that? That wouldn't even work. Some of this stuff just seemed like they were grasping at straws or like low-hanging fruit that they were just trying to make these jokes and things and and if all else fails they just threw in the word fuck probably the weakest one in the trilogy definitely for me i actually really liked house of a thousand corpses quite a bit devil's rejects was still good anyway so after baby kills that one guy sean whalen after she talks him into buying her a grape soda or whatever they're like well shit baby messed it up again we need to get out of here and they're like well let's go to mexico that'll work right I don't know what the rules are in the late 80s, if they needed to have a passport or how they got over there. But next thing you know, they're in Mexico. It really didn't take much time. They're like, yeah, cool, Mexico. Then they end up in Mexico. Everyone there speaks English pretty well. I thought that was kind of interesting. The place that they go to to stay right away, they're having like a, because it's near Halloween, so they're having like a Day of the Dead uh, celebration. So they get there and they talk to the guy and they meet. Then, of course, they have this guy, uh, Sebastian, who I liked quite a bit. He's a little person. He has a patch. He was probably the only other person I liked besides Baby a little bit in this. And of course, there's a couple tiny jokes about him or whatever, but he's fine. I like him. Uh, he comes back later. So he like takes their bags in. They get them all situated. And they're all like, yeah, we would like to get laid or whatever while we're here. And so this hotel owner or whatever is like, cool. We got these ladies. They call them the bicycles or whatever because everyone's had a ride on them. So he's like, cool, we'll get situated and we'll go hang out tonight. We'll go party or whatever. And he goes and call, makes a phone call. So apparently when they killed Danny Trejo, this guy knows him. He knows his guy's son. So now the guy guy's son is like, oh, I'm totally going to go kill these guys and take them out or whatever. We need to go get them because they killed my dad. 
In the meantime, the three will uh, go down to this like cantina thing and they're all like throwing knives and getting drunk on tequila and meeting these ladies they're gonna bang and all this. And the next day they're all hung over. There's a cute scene kind of between Baby and Sebastian. She's nice to him. She says he reminds her of her brother Tiny. And if you remember Tiny, he was the really tall guy who was a little different looking. And she's like, yeah, you remind me of him. And then he's like, that's nice and you're really pretty. And then what's weird is he kind of comes around and helps to try to save them and dies by it later. Maybe because other people treat him like crap. I don't know. Or he thought Baby was attractive. Later he gets shot and like has he gets he dies trying to help her get out. So this is all happening. Otis and Foxy wake up with their ladies and everyone's, you know, naked and drinking tequila and gross. And for some reason they enjoyed sleeping with them, even though they're really gross, especially Otis. Because he had some real nasty underwear. They were supposed to be tidy whities but they were loose and they were gray or like brown. Then they see this van show up, these vans show up, and these like luchadors come out, right? So it's these guys like in these hitman outfits where they got like the Nacho Libre kind of stuff on. Okay, and they all got guns or whatever. And so they're coming in to get them. And so it's just like them all getting shot. Everyone's getting shot. They're shooting all these bullets at Otis. He hides behind a bed with one revolver and he doesn't get hit at all. They're like, okay. Everyone's just running around. Somehow Baby's got the bow and arrow and she's a very good shot at it, of course. And she's taking people out. Even though it's been like 10 years that she's even done any of that. So they end up down where Baby and Foxy get tied up. Otis finally comes out. They all get, it's like a standoff in the middle of this area by this fountain. Sebastian comes out and gets them out. There's this whole fight, fight, fight. They kill everybody, apparently, including the hotel owner that gave them up. Uh, which, Otis shot him in a car, like a machine gun. And didn't get covered with any blood whatsoever. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And, and there's a lot of slow-mo scenes trying to be artsy. There's a three-legged dog at the end that was kind of funny. Just follows them. And they just walk away back into Mexico. And that's it. I guess they're done. Foxy got shot in the chest, so I guess he'll be okay. I don't know. <laughs> like, it just seems pointless a little bit. A couple other fun parts to mention, though. There was a scene where Greta, played by Dee Wallace, took Baby down to go get the shit beat out of her by these two large women at the prison. And this part was, it could have, it was funny, but like it was also predictable. It looked like Baby was getting the crap beat out of her, like getting stabbed, right? And it looked like she was. I don't know how this happened. So, she, so Greta comes back down and these two women have been gutted. Like one has got like her intestine hanging out. And then it, she carved her name baby into one of the foreheads. And then in blood, it says like, I think it said like, fuck you, Greta, or something like that in it. And I was like, eh, it's kind of funny. But it's also like, really, she's good. She's that good to get out. Like she was, she had like her feet tied up. So, I mean, that was something. They did have a scene with Inagata DeVita in it, which it was fine. That song's not that bad. Would I watch it again? Nah. Part of me may even just consider the first two as part of the whole <laughs> sequence. Which I've done that before. There's other shows and things I've done that before. Nothing against the writers or people who make it. I'm sure it was good fun. They only shot the movie in like a month with like half the budget and you can kind of tell. But if you guys watch Fear of the Walking Dead. So I watched Start of Fear of the Walking Dead. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Spoiler a little bit for Fear of the Walking Dead. At the end of season three, there's a bridge fight and they all jump off this bridge and it explodes. That's where I like to pretend it ended. Because once it hit season four and became the Morgan show from Walking Dead and then tied itself to Walking Dead, it completely lost any really interest to me. Right now, I kind of hate skim through it just to see what's going on because I like some of the actors in it. In the story, some of it's fun and I like seeing the zombies and stuff like that. Plus, they killed off my favorite character, one of them, played by Kim Dickens. She was the mom. Even though I'll still never forget her for turning on those hotel lights in like season two. 
Same thing with like, uh, well, I just dropped off that show. If you ever watch Under the Dome, it was uh, made based on a book by Stephen King. Book was fantastic. Show fell apart about a season and a half in. I thought they were going to make just a small series about it, like a six-part series or something. But nope, they tried to go for three seasons and I gave up on that out real quick because it just fell apart. So, I mean, yeah, there's tons of shows. Do you have shows like that? Let me know. Let me know on Twitter or something like that. Maybe I'll put a thing out. But yeah, so I mean, if I could rate this out of bottles of tequila, I would give this movie five bottles out of ten. So five bottles of tequila out of ten for 2019's Three From Hell. Thank you for listening.